This podcast episode is sponsored by Blind Alive. Check out their audio-described workouts on subjects such as weights, cardio, Pilates, yoga, and much more. Access these as well as their free podcast by visiting their website at www.blindalive.com. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some exciting things to talk about. Yes, for one thing, we may be sounding a little different to you today. <laughs> Yay! Hopefully clearer. Hopefully clearer and better. <laughs> we certainly hope so. We uh, are using some new, nice equipment, and we are... Hopefully sounding better and clearer, thanks to a company called Sedae, or Sadis. I don't know, I was pronouncing it the French way, <laughs> or close to how I think the French would pronounce something of the spelling. The spelling is S-A-D-E-S. We have a new set of headphones, or technically we have two new sets of headphones, one for each of us, that we are using on Skype to record this podcast. And these are the Sedae, or Sadis, S-A-D-A-S, say, 903S. 7.1 surround sound headphones. We're incredibly pleased with them. We got them for $30 on Amazon. They sound amazing, especially if you're listening to music or movies or something, utilizing them. They're USB. We're really, really pleased with them thus far. They have a nice little controller on the cable. The cable is kind of interesting. It looks like it's kind of coated with a cloth material. It's very sturdy. As I said, it has a controller on the cable it's kind of shaped like a dog bone when chris originally told me that i laughed i thought it was very funny but he's actually right <laughs> and on the slightly thicker end of the cable is an actual rotary dial that will turn your volume up and down next to that there is a rocker button and it's a button not a switch <laughs> with an indention with a square kind of indention in between the two portions of this button the end closest to the volume knob will mute yourself and if you get annoyed by listening to the other person ramble on and on on the other end, uh, the other end of this button will mute the other person to whom you are listening or the audio or movie or, you know, whatever you like. So we're very happy with it. Oh, the controls also have on the bottom, one thing I always like for those of you who listen to me enough, you'll know that I find this appealing, a nice little rubberized coating on either end so that if you have it sitting on a hard, smooth surface, it won't run away from you. <laughs> We're actually really happy with these. The sound quality is phenomenal for the price. The one thing that I have a little bit of an issue with is the fact that they are absolutely huge headphones. They are over-the-ear headphones, and they're ginormous. <laughs> they're very comfortable. They're very cushioned. They have kind of a suede or leatherette. To me, it feels more like a suede ear cup that goes over your ears, and also the band that goes on the top of your head is also suede. And, of course, there's adjustability on both ends, but, in fact, for me, it's way too big even when it's all the way at its tightest. <laughs> 
for the adjustability. So other than the fact that they're huge on my head, they are very comfortable, very cushy. So if you're looking for some new gaming headphones or something to play your Leasey games on, for those of you who are Leasey subscribers, I'm actually looking forward to playing My Country Place or Truffle Troll. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to link to those in the show notes. And for those interested, you can check them out. Now you know what they sound like through Skype. Pretty darn good, we do think so. The microphone is on the left ear piece and yes. it flips up so that you can get it out of the way if you don't yeah. want to use the microphone. Exactly. And there's also a really cool thing that closes up the cable when you kind of want to move your cable back together. It's like a rubber piece and it is attached to the cable. So rather than having to keep up with a twist tie or something, it's got something automatically on it with different little holes in it so you can adjust for fitting your cable inside. So it's actually very, very nice. We're really pleased with it. I've never heard of this brand before. We're very impressed. One thing I did want to mention was the installation under Windows 10. It says all over the place on the website, or on the Amazon listing at least, that they don't work under Windows 10 until you get drivers from the website. I am running the Windows 10 Anniversary Edition, and I just plugged them in, and it's showing a generic 7.1 surround gaming uh, headset within the, the audio controls. Now, probably they have features within the drivers, but for what we're using them for, I didn't think they were necessary. Also, one thing that to note, when I installed mine, I didn't get them to work until I actually rebooted and was able to sign in. So to alleviate any speech loss, especially if you have a screen reader that comes up at login that uses the sound card, which most of us do, you want to go into your screen reader settings and tell the screen reader to use your internal speakers for your computer, at least for the time being. And then once the system boots for the first time and you're at the desktop, you'll be able to switch back to using your default sound card. And then this way the screen reader's voice will come through the headphones as well. Yeah, and I'm not using the anniversary edition of Windows 10, but I had the same experience. It was strictly plug-and-play for me, and it worked fine. Definitely just keep these considerations in mind if you choose to purchase and install these. The 7.1 surround sound is very impressive. We were just blown away by how nice it is. So for the price, I mean, these sound like they cost two or three times as much at least. So we were really pleased. And they connect via USB. So yes. you're not using a three and a half millimeter jack. You're using one of your USB ports on your computer. Yep. So essentially just plug and play and go. We hope you guys are pleased with listening to the results of our new toy. One thing I wanted to add, um, when I was on Twitter a couple of, about a week or so ago, and people were still getting use out of or still enjoying the um oh my sky bell has detected motion <laughs> people were getting use out of the robot vacuum podcasts and i just wanted to say that i got a used a new new used robot vacuum that i will be evaluating and possibly just talking about on an upcoming podcast and i think it's got a cute name it's called rollybot <laughs> so i just wanted to mention that we can we still do that and 
I got it relatively cheap, so let's hope it works. Let's definitely hope it works. Let's hope it's in English this time, too. It should be. It should be. <laughs> from from some of the YouTube videos I've seen, uh, people were playing with them, and they were in English, and the manual was in English, and it had a couple of mistakes, but they weren't grammatical mistakes. They were something else but the vacuum itself does talk it does have a remote control it kind of reminds me of the lg homebot that i demonstrated in one of the previous podcasts which that particular lg no longer works it it will run for about 20 minutes so the internal battery in that thing is is dead try getting a new battery for it that's kind of the problem so that's kind of a useless thing at this point but this Rollybot kind of sounds like the LG, at least in the description. I don't think it speaks as much as the LG. Meaning the LG, when that thing spoke, it left nothing to the imagination. It just, like, it would say, now searching for home station. Or it would tell you that it was charging. It would tell you what mode it was in when it started up. I don't think that the Rollybot does that. But... The Rollybot also wasn't extraordinarily priced like the LG was. The LG I got, again, used for a, a song when I got it. But brand new, it wasn't the cheapest thing on the block. It was probably brand new. It was about $900. So You can buy a nice, uh, short, several-cell Braille display for that. But I just wanted to just say that, that that's one thing that will be coming in an upcoming podcast if I deem it. Is usable enough. Yeah, he has to check it out and play with it for a bit first. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some cool things coming up in upcoming episodes, which we're very excited to share with you guys. So definitely stay tuned, and of course check out the archives too if you've missed something because uh, <laughs> there's some there's some interesting stuff back there. The next thing that we wanted to talk about is the Roy Benz wireless doorbell. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. We discovered this recently, and I've been wanting a doorbell for a while because I don't actually have a doorbell. I have a house that was built in the early 90s, and uh, there's no doorbell at my house, and I've wanted one for a long time. And we saw this, and we went on Amazon and started looking at it, and it's Roy and Ben, like two men's names, Roy and Ben, R-O-Y-B-E-N with an S on the end. So R-O-Y-B-E-N-S is the company name. This particular doorbell, it's called a door chime, if you're looking it up on Amazon, um, has 52 different melodies that it comes with. And doorbells have certainly improved from when we were kids, haven't they? Yeah, ding dong. (laughs) And not only that, but these melodies are quite well crafted. You know, I mean, there's a lot of instrumentation. Now, it does sound very electric in terms of the instrumentation. They certainly don't sound like the authentic real McCoy in terms of the instruments used, but you can certainly tell what they are. There's some really nice melodies. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to find a complete listing of all the melodies included. You can definitely find some things that you like. And what we particularly like about this doorbell is the fact that setting up your transmitter the thing that you would use to ring the bell with, with the melody of your choice is very, very simple. And the receiver piece, in other words, the thing that plays your melodies with the speaker in it, just plugs directly into the wall. So that part of it is complete plug and play, which I love. And the range on it is fantastic. I have my receiver in my office, which is at the very back of the house. If someone wants to come in my front door and they ring the bell, then I will be able to hear it 
in my office, and there's no issue whatsoever with the range. The transmitter doorbell button is rubberized, and it is also waterproof. The doorbell comes with all of the installation equipment necessary, which is essentially an itsy-bitsy, teeny-insy screwdriver and two little screws that you can use to mount the doorbell. There could be an interesting trick, and you might need some sighted assistance if you're going to actually mount it using the equipment supplied with the doorbell. Just because my understanding is the screws, at least from what I can tell from the manual that comes with it, is that the screws that you'll be unscrewing are itsy bitsy 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 bitsy. So definitely proceed with caution. I haven't attempted this yet. I don't actually have a drill in the house. So I haven't attempted to mount it yet. It also does come with two-sided tape. I might become a coward and just do it that way currently to mount the doorbell. So you can easily do that as well and mount it that way. Or you can use the equipment that comes with it. The manual, obviously, if you want to scan it with something like KNFB, Kurzweil, OpenBook, you may certainly do that. It is written in plain, legible English because I've had some of it read to me. And uh, it definitely makes sense. And the installation instructions seem to be very clear. The other cool thing is, if you or someone in your household is hard of hearing, there's also a light on the doorbell. So if you ring the doorbell, there's a light that will flash as well, letting you know that someone is at your door. And I assume that light is on the receiver. So you'd have to be in the room with your receiver to see that light flashing. There are also four different volume settings on the doorbell. So you have a really good mix of how loudly or softly you want your doorbell to play. So depending on the size of your house, you may want to turn it up more. Or depending on the location that you put your receiver in, you may want to turn it up more. One more quick thing I'll add before I turn it over to Chris to tell you some more is the fact that on Amazon, you can get it with one receiver. And remember, that's the thing that you listen to the melodies through that you would plug into your wall. Or you can get two receivers. So I don't really think you would necessarily need to do this but if you have an upstairs and a downstairs you know then you have the opportunity to put one upstairs one downstairs or put them wherever you want and you'll be able to hear them throughout your abode maybe if you have a basement you can put it yeah in maybe basement, if you have a basement you're down a there a lot you got a workshop down there a garage right. yeah something mm -hmm. like that and what i really like is because it's plug and play you can take the receiver and put it wherever you want if one day you're baking cookies in the kitchen and you want to make sure you know you've got a UPS package on the way and you don't want to leave it sitting out there, then you can just move your receiver into the kitchen for a couple hours and you're good to go. So now that we have totally confused everybody on <laughs> what this, how hard this doorbell is to actually use. <laughs> yes, let's show you just how hard it is. <laughs> it's very, very hard. There are three buttons along the left side. And this is the receiver portion that he's talking about. Correct. On the left edge, there are three buttons. The one button is your volume, and you have four volume levels. That's the lowest volume. I'm going to press it again. That's the second from lowest. That's the third from lowest, or second from the last however you want to look at it, and then that's all the way up. And then you have the button. So if somebody is ringing the bell outside, to my understanding too, the bell lights up to let them know that the button has been pressed. Oh, so nice. So 
the bell, you press the button. Now let's say I want to change this melody. And there are 52 to choose from, so you've got one for every week of the year, essentially. Right. So there are three, there are two other buttons besides the volume button. There is tone up and tone down. So you pick one. He's going to make me crazy and make me listen to that. Oh, no, he's not. So let's say I want to set my doorbell to this. Skype alert. Michael May is online. I would press the volume up. Or the volume button and the tone, tone up button at the same time. Or tone down button at the same time. And then you hear that little noise, and then you. And I've just changed the doorbell so that when the button is pressed on the doorbell, it now plays a song. And I pressed, after I heard that original sound, I pressed the button on the doorbell. So when you're changing your tunes, you might want to. Uh, plug the doorbell in closest to your door if your doorbell is actually mounted to the outside of your house, which mine is not. So let's change it again. Yeah, so, show us that demo again and remind us which buttons you press. I'm going to do tone, tone down. So this is the tone that I want. It's pretty long. So I'm going to press the the volume and the tone down buttons at the same time. There we go. And I'm going to press the button on the doorbell. Done. And where is where is tone down in relationship to the volume? It is on the opposite side. So you have the, the volume button, and then you have tone up, and then you have tone down. Tone down is closest to the edge of the the um, the doorbell. So one way to orient yourself would be to know that there's a button in between the two. Correct. So that way you'll know which that one's way, to press. That way you don't accidentally hit the two of them at the same time. So if you press, let me see. So if I do this. Now I can't do it anymore because I ran out of time. So you get that second beep to let you know that you can't, when you press that button, it's not going to matter. See? Yeah, so you've only got how many seconds? About five. About five seconds? Yes. That's why it's important to have your doorbell and your receiver very close together when you want to change your melody. Or run. <laughs> or, or run, but we don't recommend that. <laughs>
That's the actual. Yep. Yeah. This one. And it sets just as quickly and easily as that. Yep. So essentially the hardest thing you might have to do is mount it. <laughs> Everything else is a cinch. Exactly. It's very, very simple. Let's see what else we have. An actual doorbell. Oh no. Westminster. Yep. There's a the doorbell. There's the doorbell. Oh, I like that one. I'll be playing your Christmas. <laughs> oh, there's birthday.
think that we've been through all of them. Yeah, I think we've heard them all. Yep. Yep. That's a little sampling of all 52. And that's probably a long one, too, to end on. <laughs> but it gives you an idea as to what they sound like. This is also a very, very affordable thing if you want to get it for yourself or buy it as a gift for someone. On Amazon right now, I think it's still nineteen ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty close. It was under we 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it comes in a little bitty box, so it's very easy to open and find everything you need. There's really not much to find. We're really pleased with ours, and uh, hopefully you will be too. It's a fun little thing if it's something that you're interested in. And so we had to show you this because it's kind of fun and kind of different. And, of course, we will link to it in the show notes. And let's take a break here and talk about Blind Alive. Yes, Blind Alive is our sponsor once again for this episode. And Blind Alive, for those of you who don't know, do audio-described workouts and do them very, very well. They have various workouts from weights to cardio to yoga to Pilates. I'm particularly interested in their Pilates workouts because it's something that I've been wanting to try for years and years. And the first one that I got of their Pilates workouts was their Pilates ring, which is very, very cool. One that I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And it's just a lot of fun. You can find additional audio descriptions for the various exercises that you will be doing within each workout on the website on blindalive.com. That can be very helpful if you aren't quite sure in a workout what you're supposed to be doing, what a particular exercise is actually about. (laughs) So you will be able to find very detailed descriptions on the website. In addition to the very well-described workouts themselves, they all have really great music. There are also yoga workouts, which is really great. I began doing yoga when I was 18 and have done it ever since. So I've had a long, illustrious love affair with yoga. So I think it's really great that they're offering described yoga for people who are new to it and people who need to (laughs) brush up their skills. And, uh, When I did my yoga, I was in college, and I fortunately had a friend in the class, and she was great about describing stuff to me, and we would stand next to each other in class and do the poses, and that was a very helpful thing, but having them audio described can be great. In fact, I think their newest workout is a yoga workout, so this will be their second yoga workout. They also offer the back tea pack for sale. And Chris mentioned his experience with that in a previous podcast. Are you still enjoying your Bacti Pack? I am. I took it on a subway ride on Wednesday to downtown Buffalo. And a very long subway ride, but that's another story. <laughs> that would take up a whole other podcast that we don't have time for. We don't have time for it today. But I took it down there because I had an appointment downtown to have a conversation with some kids. I took the back tea pack because I was going to take the Braille Note Touch with me, and then I was going to take this with me, and then I was going to take that with me, and this and that turned into a bunch of thises and thats. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll throw it into the back tea pack. And, you know, when I was having the conversation with the coordinator of the, the presentation that I was giving on Wednesday, she said, yeah, she goes, I really like your backpack. And she goes, I noticed you just sat there in the chair, comfortable. She said, you didn't even bother taking it off. And uh, I was like, you know, why, why bother? Why bother taking it off if you don't have to? 
if you feel comfortable with it and it gives you an easy way to reach in and grab your stuff you know when you're giving your presentation you can just open up the zipper on your left or right side wherever the thing that you're trying to get is pull it out and you're good to go and i believe on blindalive.com i don't know if this is still the case i think it is you can double check on the website that if you get a backpack pack through blindalive.com they will give you a free workout as well so it's a cool way to check out their workouts and the backpack pack at the same time you can get the workouts via digital download and they come in mp3 format i believe they all come in zip files you can also get them on CD for the most part, I think. You can double-check on that. I believe almost all of them are available via CD. And you can also get them on a thumb drive, but I believe you have to contact Blind Alive to actually initiate that process. So definitely some really good stuff. Oh, they also have a really cool podcast, by the way, which is a lot of fun and like us, you can find them via your Victor Reader stream. You can find them on iTunes. Just check your podcatcher or podcasting resource of choice. And the podcast is called Ice Free Fitness. You can check them out, and they do a podcast every couple weeks. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite segments is the recipes that they do. They have a lady who does recipes, and I really think she should write a book. So, Peggy, if you're listening to us, write a book. <laughs> Because I love your recipe segments. So the next thing we wanted to talk about is an a, experiment, an experiment, <laughs> which is a kind of a new feature that was introduced on the Amazon Echo within the last couple of months. And that is creating a household. Yeah, you can create household profiles. I think it may have been around for a while. I really don't know for sure. I can't remember if it's if it's mentioned in the tutorial or not. You can create household profiles. We decided we wanted to check this out because we wanted to see, even though we don't share a household, we kind of wanted to share other things like each other's Audible accounts and stuff like that. He had a book I wanted to read, and I thought, well, you know, could be kind of interested to see what it does and how it works. Well, it was an interesting experiment, and that's about all I have to say in, in, terms of, in terms of that, but it was worth doing it. So basically what you do is there is a setting, and I believe it's in settings, isn't it? Yes. You go into settings, and I think then you go into your Echo itself. And then you will find household profiles. And you can add someone to your household profile. So you need to have the other person's Amazon credentials to make this work. In our case, Chris added me to his household profiles with my Amazon creds. And once we were both added in there, you can switch to one another's accounts and see what the other person is listening to, listen to their stuff, listen to, say, their last tune-in station, last Pandora station, that type of stuff. You can read their books, their Kindle books, their Audible books. If you're both on the same Amazon household profile, I think you can add things to one another's shopping lists. In fact, tell them what I did to you once I was switched to your account on my Echo device. You can run skills. You can run the other person's skills. So because I have my security system as a skill she was able to arm the security system and she was also able to change the thermostat setting so remember i'm in north carolina he's in new york but i could change his security system and his thermostat little scary so you would say switch account and then it would it would switch to the other account and then you could say read my audible book and it'll read that audible book from the other account the last audible book or any audible book within that accounts library the disadvantage to that is that if 
the other person is in the middle of reading that book, you've now taken over that spot. So if you say, read my book, it's going to grab the last audible book that the other person was reading, and it's going to continue at that spot and read the book and read the book and read the book until it's done or until you stop it. And now when if the person goes back to reading their book, they're going to They're going to be mad at you. <laughs> right. Wondering why you've changed. Now, one of the things that's kind of weird and creepy about this is a new thing that they added a couple of weeks ago, maybe. And that is when you log into either one of your accounts. Now, remember, your Echoes are just joined. Not anymore. You can actually go in to the account history or to the to the history of, or on the home tab itself yes both ways and you can see what the other person said to their echo and you can you can uh, see everything it's it's kind of like a an audit trail from the all of the echoes that are involved it's it, it used to be where that kind of stuff was just left to the other person's account when you signed in you were in your own stuff you were in your own history. Yeah, your home tab or your history were your home tab and your history. Yeah, but you didn't see all the other person's stuff. Now, I understand if you were a couple and you were living in the same house, maybe maybe this would be good. But to me, even then, it feels a little invasive. It's like, well, you know, I don't care that you, you know, were listening to Smashing Pumpkins just a second ago on Prime. You know, don't care. So, right. you know, to me, to me, it's like those people who post, like, what they have for lunch on Facebook, it's like, okay, I don't care. And it's a little even more invasive than that because you're part of this account with this other person and you're seeing everything they have done in the account. The other thing, I actually went into, well, by mistake, because this is when we were figuring this out, I was actually in what I thought was my account and I was somehow in Chris's account and I changed his, what was it, your alarm sound or something that I changed? It was, Or I added an alarm. Oh, that's another thing. You can add alarms and like they show up on the other person's account. Um, I don't know if they'll go off, but they definitely show up. You can see where the other person's added alarms. You can access, like in Chris's case, he has a million echoes. So, you know, you can go in and access any of his echoes from my account. But you see all the other person's stuff, which neither of us is very happy about. And it's not that we necessarily care because we've known each other for five years and we kind of know what each other likes and doesn't. But, you know, it, it, it seems... A little much. The only um, the only thing I can I the only thing I can see is to having having this type of of show me all I guess is what I would call it is if there were children minors involved yeah, and they absolutely. had they had their own echo in their bedroom so you had Johnny's bedroom echo and he's playing with his echo now you as a parent can see exactly what he has said to his echo or what he's doing with his echo. Yeah, that can be very useful, you know, in terms of knowing what he's listening to. If Johnny's like eight and he's listening to Black Sabbath records, you know, <laughs> you may want to know that. Or you may not. It depends on who you are. But, you know, right. um, if you don't want Johnny and Ozzy to be uh, hanging out together, you can do something about that by exactly. having this feature enabled. Right. Being able to see what Johnny does on the household profile. Yes. Because Johnny, since he's a minor, he's probably logged into one of your accounts anyway. You or hubby or whoever uh, it, the other person is on the household profile. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely see what Johnny's up to. Yeah, and it doesn't look like you can add children so to this account. Yeah, it looks like you can only add one other person right. to your household profile. Right. So if you had children, I could see, the, I could see a huge advantage for that. 
Absolutely. If, if you had children and your child was on, maybe they had their own Amazon account without a credit card attached to it, of course. Because, again, I could switch to Kim's profile and I could start buying stuff. He can buy stuff on my profile. And vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. So any skill, like if she says, oh, check out the skill that she has enabled instead of me being lazy and going in and enabling it on mine, I could just switch to her profile and play with the skill. Or I can switch to his profile and enable it on his account. Right. So overall, my my thing is for, for what we're wanting it for, I don't like it. Right. I really don't. Um, the other thing to note is that if you do decide to disassociate the two profiles it's i think 90 days or no, is it 100 it's 180 days. it's a half a, year. a long period of time it's yep. several months before you can actually join or become part of another household profile correct the last thing that we wanted to talk about before ending this podcast are a couple of announcements our apple tv fourth gen tutorial is doing very very well we're very excited about it. We will probably have news about that Skype definitely by the 1st of September. And we'll be able to get you more information. And around that same time, we'll also be able to give you information about our next free teleclass that we're going to be offering you. And we're going to have a discussion list set up strictly for our teleclasses. And you'll be able to join that very soon and be part of our upcoming teleclasses. We're going to offer a free teleclass each month. And perhaps some paid classes as well. We'll see what actually happens there. We were going to offer a free teleclass in August, and things just got ahead of us. We just became a little crazy. So that did not happen, but I think we're going to be very pleased with what we have coming up. For those of you who have previously attended our classes, the ones we held in July, we hope some of you will definitely be interested in joining us for upcoming classes because you guys were a great group, and we know we will meet other great people as well through offering these classes. I'm not going to tell you what our next class is actually going to be about. We're going to save that but it is going to be a very interesting topic so we're very excited about it so those are two things we're going to have news about very soon we're also happy to share that within the next few weeks we're going to begin offering headphones as part of our product selection on mysticaccess.com we are working towards getting that inventory ready to go and those descriptions ready to go and of course tutorials have to be created for them as well we're Near completion on actually finding what we're going to be offering you. We have a little ways to go there, but we think you're going to be very, very pleased. And we especially want to get this done before fall and especially before the holidays so that you guys can find something that is interesting to you. And we're going to offer several different price ranges and several different feature sets for you to enjoy. So that will be fun. We also wanted to mention quickly that we do accept donations in any amount that you are willing to toss our way. These podcasts, this equipment, getting inventory, hosting the site, taking the time to get them nicely edited and produced, which we do in-house. That takes time, and it takes money, and it takes effort. And anything that you can do to assist us in bringing all of this goodness to you, if you find it valuable, we certainly appreciate any amount that you are willing to share with us. If you go on the website, you will find a donate link. It is a product, so you can choose your donation amount, add it to your cart, and check out as normal. You can also give us a call, 716-543-3323, and we can take your information via phone. And certainly any amount that you are willing to contribute to us, we certainly do appreciate. And certainly we also appreciate you spreading the word about what we do and what we offer. Uh, whether it be the podcasts or the products we offer, etc. So we appreciate you very much. We just wanted to take this time and thank you and have a good week, weekend, 
what have you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.